as listeners of this podcast, I hope, and I think ultimately a goal of mine is that you all can live vicariously through me. And I believe I'm using that saying correctly. What I mean is that you all can see the world from my point of view to a certain extent. Live vicariously through me. Right now, if I want to live vicariously through someone in 2019, it could be anything from listening to music. Migos, Quavo, Offset, Takeoff. I can listen to their music, different lifestyles than mine, but I'm living vicariously through what they're talking about. Hypothetically, if I followed Logan Paul on Instagram, I don't, but if I did, I could live vicariously through him. Right? That's in 2019. That's how I do it. But if we take things back, 2002, 2003, I dipped down to even 2000, 2001, actually. If I wanted to live vicariously through someone, I'd have to turn to basic cable, standard definition TV, by the way, about one to five channels, only one of which was really appropriate or up my alley interest-wise. Everyone, KPBS, and on Monday through Friday at 4 p.m., a very special program aired. Anyone picking up on it? Everyone, the show Arthur, a story about a third grade aardvark living his life in the city of Elwood. Does that nostalgia, am I hitting anyone right now? I hope so. Hope we're not getting too emotional, but I'm going to frame it like this. Arthur very well might have been, and I think still is one of the greatest shows of all time. I think it's tremendous. Everything about it. Outfit-wise, a little questionable, but then again, I find myself kind of holding my tongue. I don't know why Arthur is always wearing that same yellow cashmere sweater, white collared tee with blue jeans. And I think he's taken after his parents. If you look at them, the mom goes for that same kind of cashmere sweater, collar tee under look as well. But there's something about Arthur's life. His friends Buster, Francine, Brain, and that, and that one bulldog with a leather jacket, just going about their way. They had Mr. Rapper. This was pre-Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Mr. Rappern was that, that mean scientist. Arthur was Ned. DW was Megan from Drake and Josh. All these elements. I, I, I very well think that the show Arthur might actually be the center for culture of our current society. It's a great show. It's a great show. It was so good that when I was watching it in first grade, I found myself almost wishing I had a very tough and mean and borderline harassment level teacher in Mr. Ratburn. My, my teacher's almost too qualified, too fantastic when I was younger. I wanted to begrudgingly walk home and complain about how I couldn't understand a problem while brain was picking it up all so quickly. I wanted my backpack to overflow with textbooks. I didn't have any bulky textbooks in first grade. I wanted that. I wanted lower back pain. I wanted to hold my backpack, both hands around the straps, gripping it. As I'm walking, hold shoulders up tight, bringing the body in close. All because Arthur did that. That's what he was about. That's who Arthur was. I was living vicariously through Arthur. I was living vicariously through a nine-year-old aardvark. Each and every episode, weekdays, 4 p.m., on my couch, taking strolls through Elwood. Casual hangout at Francie's apartment. Arthur took me on a journey. Arthur, actually, I think he was the only child that I know of who actually had a treehouse. Everyone, treehouses, they aren't real. It's just some cruel, 
an annoying trick that Hollywood plays on youth. They're, they're not real. They're never going to be real. At least in California, maybe in the Midwest. I think Elwood was in the Midwest. You got nice oak trees and yards. That's not a thing in California. There's no such thing as a treehouse and a palm tree. And of course, I'm watching these episodes from San Diego, California. I'm living through Arthur. Each time he'd crawl up into his treehouse, whether he's doing homework or just hanging out with the gang or reaching below a secret compartment and pulling out last year's Halloween candy, gummy worms, eating them. Little to no caution. He was young. He had a tough stomach. No food poisoning there. One of the things I think that I was the most jealous isn't a good way to put it, but I just didn't understand why it was a reality. Like, excuse me, why it wasn't a reality at my age was the classic hangout at the Sugar Bowl. I feel like for the most part, the entire Arthur show, it made sense. Things added up. There was parental supervision when needed. I mean, they had homework, it snowed, they had, you know, fall seasons. Obviously a little bit different than me, so I, I, you know, I'm still living vicariously through Arthur to a certain extent. But these hangouts at the Sugar Bowl, hands down, I, I lived vicariously through Arthur, but I had to put my imagination in it as well because it made, it made no sense. The Sugar Bowl is an ice cream parlor where kids, for the most part, if I'm remembering correctly, could hang out without the supervision of adults. I believe the only, there was, the, I think the owner was an old man, but aside from that, it was Kid Central. The one place, the hub, everyone flocked to. Having legitimate Sundays, first off, let's address that. I don't know if they had allowance at nine years old. Judging my sheer size of the go-to Sunday they had, it had to be at least four bucks. They went frequently. Leads me to believe, I don't know if they're tipping, but it leaves me to believe that these kids were getting like 20 bucks a month in 2002. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, not 2000, in 2002, that makes no sense to me. Disregarding the fact that they were basically allowed to walk there alone, hang out there alone, with no cell phones either, which is pretty insane, with no cell phones. I think the parents just trusted they're at the sugar bowl. They're nine years old too. Look, I get it in high school. Everyone's got that one spot they flock back in high school. For me, it was a, a certain street on the beach. And depending on what grade you're in, that's the type of street you would go to. In college, it's a bar. In elementary school, it's an ice cream parlor. We had a Baskin Robbins, but I think the only people in elementary school who would go to the Baskin Robbins would be babysitters and then the three kids they're watching. The moms, they would maybe after school, they would bring the carpool by, get the ice cream and go. No one ever hung out in the Baskin Robbins. It wasn't really hangout friendly. The, The Sugar Bowl had padded seats, something out of the 50s. I always wanted that. And I, and I, I like 100% understand why that's not a reality. It, it makes sense. But at the same time, the only child imagination to me just comes to life when I see Arthur, a yellow sweater and all, chilling with Francine and Buster, just chopping it up. If they're not chopping it up in the treehouse, they're chopping it up at the sugar bowl over a Sunday. That's not a thing. I don't even think people actually get Sundays anymore, let alone eight, nine years old at an ice cream parlor by themselves. It was interesting, and I enjoyed it. 
everyone, here's my thing. I'm not as much, I'm not at all actually living vicariously through that of a nine-year-old aardvark. More or less, it's going to be Ryan Gosling, La La Land, YG. Yeah, no, I, that's it. I think that's it. 